Hello to all of my amazing listeners. I hope you're having a fantastic week. You don't want to miss this episode. A friend of mine, Alyssa Stamp, is on with me again today. She's the founder of Ensure Equality, and she's got some amazing things to share about the summit that they just had in the Chicagoland area. We talk about what's going on in the world right now and finding community and creating trust and we're also uh, she made a big announcement on the show so you have to listen to it i hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast and here comes the rest hey y'all trisha stetzel here and i serve those who are serving others so welcome to this week's episode of serving the community podcast I created this podcast to highlight people and organizations in our own communities who are serving others and giving back to make our communities, our country, and sometimes even the world a kinder place to live. And serving doesn't just make your heart feel good. You probably heard that some studies have shown that there are mental and physical health benefits to serving, like reducing depression, lowering blood pressure, and even lengthening your lifespan. Putting other people's needs before yours also strengthens your relationships. It connects you with the ones you are serving. And if that someone is someone you know, it creates a stronger bond with them. Serving also enriches other people's lives. And perhaps the best benefit of serving is the chance that person paying it forward. If you help someone, they're more likely to do something nice for someone else that day. Your one act of kindness could have a major domino effect. It's like the pebble on the pond creating that ripple effect. Now, it's time to talk to our amazing giver this week. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. I'm super excited about my guest today. She's coming back to visit with me. So we're not going to go through all of the introductory what's going on stuff. We're just going to talk about the things that have just happened and the things that are happening right now and what's going to be happening and just have a real discussion. Alyssa Stamp worked for insurance for over 10 years before she had an instance of harassment that pushed her resilience to the limit. Rather than giving up, she co-founded a nonprofit to advocate for an industry that values and empowers a workforce diverse in gender, race, sexual orientation, and economic status. Seizing a moment that is ripe for change, the Insure Equality team creates tools for transparency, accountability, and systemic change. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Trisha. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited. So everybody already knows who you are because I just told them. Yes. (laughs) I want to talk about something really exciting. So give a little bit of background about insure equality, and then let's jump into the summit that you just had and how that went. Absolutely. So you've heard a little bit that Trisha read, but um, we were co-founded about two years ago to bring about systemic change in the insurance industry. And My guess is if you don't work in the insurance industry and you hear the word insurance, it immediately glazes over your eyes. And I know that because I spent so much time networking in certain circles. But I will tell you, there's not an industry in our world that touches our lives more outside of our basic needs than insurance. And so really what we're doing 
is twofold. We're working with the industry to help make our workplaces more welcoming for the folks that work within insurance. Because if I also, if I say the word insurance, there's probably a specific image of a person that comes to mind. And it's pretty standard across all all thoughts. So the goal is to change that image and to change it quickly so that it could be anybody because that's really what this industry is about is taking care of our communities and we need to look like our communities as well. So that's one piece of it. But the other piece is pulling the community in. Because if you think about it, there's a lot that we're seeing in terms of crisis right now. We're seeing insurers pull out of marketplaces due to environmental reasons, due to legislative reasons. They're tightening coverage, upping prices. We're all feeling this crunch in some way. There's an environmental crisis, a healthcare crisis. I'm almost sick of saying the word crisis because I feel like it's starting to lose meaning. But the goal with what we're doing, like I said, is twofold. It's to work inside the insurance industry and it's also to work outside of it. Because what we've noticed from within IE, insurer quality, is that not all of the voices in our community are at this table. And how can we sufficiently cover everybody that needs coverage if those voices aren't represented. So the goal is to bring as many people to this table as possible. We'll create a new one. We'll broaden it. We'll make it as big as we possibly can. And we're going to start to change this industry that affects so many of us. But you also asked about the summit. (laughs) So if I may, I'll go straight into that. Go for it. Yeah, it was our first summit. We're going to be doing another one next year. So uh, earmark the dates of August 26th and 27th, we're going to be launching on Women's Equality Day next year, and I'm so excited for that. But this year, it was on September 15th, the start of Rosh Hashanah and Latinx Heritage Month, and it was lovely. It is a very difficult thing to start a new conference series within the insurance industry. Um, there's about a, about 70 events a year, so people have a lot to choose from. But what we wanted to do was something a little bit different. We wanted to shift everybody's perspective. So we held it in an art gallery and we welcomed people from 25 states to speak on stage, all different backgrounds. We had topics covering intersectionality. We had a trans rights panel. We talked about psychological safety, mental health. We even had a group of parents talking and every parent was a dad, which I love because I'm so used to going to panels and it's all mothers talking about it. And what we've done is we've assigned one parent as the sole caregiver. And it's time to start listening to other voices in the conversation. It was really an enriching conversation all the way around. Um, Some of the feedback that we're getting from the day, there's two comments that ring in my head pretty much constantly. The first is, I've never been in an environment where I felt like I already belonged. Mm -hmm. And the second was, you've changed my mind about insurance in one day. And what we've proved with this one day, at least in my mind, is that change is possible and that we do want it and that it takes coming together, being curious, collaborative, and open to the conversation. And that's exactly what happened. People weren't afraid to go there to have difficult conversations about race, gender, and to listen and ask really incredible questions. And everybody walked away with a new sense of enrichment and focus, and a whole new set of collaborators in their network. So I'm really excited about what's to come and what's possible. I'm so excited for you to take something and build it from the ground up 
in a space that can seem um, difficult to say the least, right? Uh, and bring people together and hear things like that. Uh, one of the things you and I talk about the veteran community a lot. And um, when you were talking through the comments that you got from your summit, it made me think how I feel when I get to be in the community that makes me comfortable, which is this feels like home, right? This mm-hmm. feels like home because I'm around people that I know and love and trust. And they're, yes. they have all different backgrounds. They come from different places. They grew up differently. They look differently. They act differently and it's okay. And I think building that trust in those relationships is so important to make it feel like home. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And I want to remark on something you just said, because I think for somebody that isn't necessarily within the veteran community or aware of that might not understand how deep the comment is that you just made, because I myself am a military brat and, um, you know, on average moved about two years at like several generations deep. So like I'm I'm baked <laughs> into the situation. I didn't wear the badge, but, I'm, but I've been there. Yeah. When you say it feels like home, home means something different to veterans and their families. Yeah, it, it, it isn't a home necessarily, like a house, like a structure. And yeah. I think when you when you said that, it resonated so deeply with me because often the most difficult question I have to answer is, where are you from? Mm. Because are you asking yeah. where it was my birth certificate? Where did I go to elementary school, <laughs> high school, college? What does that mean to you? So I couldn't agree more with that comment. And I just want to make sure that people know what you mean by that, because belonging isn't a place. It's a pl- it's a state of being. Yeah. Absolutely. And that really rolls into something we were talking about before we jumped on the show, which is what's happening in the world right now. And not to get too personal, but I think that there's some conversation that we need to have around that and how it also affects the workplace. So what are your thoughts around that? Absolutely. And thank you for opening the door to that, Tricia. Um, What's going on right now in our world is very troubling and traumatic. And depending on the degrees of connection that you have to the situation that's going on in Gaza or Israel right now, you're going to be experiencing grief. And the people around you are experiencing grief. There's even local events happening, um, some great, some not great, here in the Chicagoland area that emphasize that a little bit more. And so I think the reason that we talked about it before we started the show and the reason that we're bringing it up now is because the lack of acknowledgement of that grief, the lack of acknowledgement of what's happening will deepen that level of grief, will let anger fester below the surface. And I'm getting choked up because it is, it's a very deeply human thing to need validation, to need to be heard, and to need to be seen when you're experiencing that level of pain. So whoever you are listening to this, whatever place you find yourself in and however you are connected to it, it's okay to be hurt. And it's okay to see yourself in in another human being and it's okay to need something more out of this moment. And if you're an employer, it is time to acknowledge it. It It's time to recognize it. We've been experiencing collective grief since 2020. I know that we've talked ad nauseum about the pandemic and the effects of it, the effects of mental health, the amount of layoffs that are going on, the amount of poverty that's increasing in our world. That hasn't stopped since 2020. And it doesn't seem to be either. We're, next year, we're going into an election year. 
on top of all of that. And that has its own level of stress. So I think what this moment calls for is the pause, is a bit of reflection, a bit of critical thinking, and definitely some acknowledgement. Because I know if you're a leader in an organization right now, and that pertains to people that don't have a certain level in a hierarchy. When I say leader, I mean somebody that wants to stand up and make a change, not somebody that has a specific role that ends in president or something like that. (laughs) If you are a leader in your organization, pause, reflect, take the time to acknowledge the grief, the moment that is happening and make space for it because the lack of doing so will create a rift that you won't be able to see until it's too late. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I deeply appreciate the message there. And the other thing that I'd like to bring up is community. If you're looking for community, there are people out there that want to huddle with you. There are people out there that want to listen to you. There are people out there that want to share with you. So if you're looking for a community, all you have to do is reach out. They're probably sitting next to you or across from you or someone that you connect with on a regular basis. So don't feel like you have to do or go through something like this alone find that community or build one, right? And invite people in. Um, Yeah, both and to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So as we pause and have uh, thoughts about those who are affected and those who are affected by the affected, um, we're all sending good energy out and letting you know that we're here to talk about it. And I, I think you're right about not being silent. Yeah. Not being silent. Yeah. And there are ways to get involved. Um, Something that we talked about right before the call, everybody's going to process what's going on differently. Some people are going to recede. Some people want to talk about it, find community like you're sharing or a therapist. I recommend inclusive therapists. They work with all the different walks of life. Um, And some people need to act. Many of us need to act. This isn't a moment where we sit and stare although definitely don't look away. So please do your research, get involved, look for the local charities that are on the ground. Um, It is important that in this moment that often causes paralysis out of fear that we don't let it stop us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So we're getting close to our time together. And I do want to recognize that you have something coming up that we need to make an announcement about. So just shifting gears a little bit, tell me yeah, what's going hard on. Hard segue. Yeah. So getting back to workplace culture a little bit. So I think last I was on, we were talking about the culture raider that we developed that won an award yes. in beta. And I am so excited to announce, this is only the second place I'm announcing this, Trisha. The first was our summit. So <laughs> yay. Um, yay. We just launched our Phoenix Culture Certification. So Phoenix is the name of the culture rater that we use, and the certification partners with that to get deep inside the subjectivities that you're used to just seeing, you know, on a survey result and understand how the culture of your organization feels. And really what this does is creates a business deliverable for you and your team. It's coach-led, it's custom-paced, and it's it's done in the way that you and your team need. You can do this as an, as an individual or as a team, but I'm so excited that we have some coaches with us. One as a doctor, the other is certified, and they work with teams and individuals to 
have these vulnerable conversations and understand the why behind what you're doing so that you all have a North Star that you can point to. I love that. That's fantastic. Where can people find more information about the certification? Please go to our website at insurequality.org. There will be more information there, or you can contact me directly at Alyssa at insurequality.org. It's E-L-I-S-A. I would love to hear from you and we can work with your team to do what makes sense. Love that. That's fantastic. So I want to close with this as I warned you, because I think this goes right along with everything we've been talking about today. I believe trust is essential for both success and sustainability of any organization. And it, it it affects both internal and external. Whether you're in a nonprofit or a profit business, trust is the foundation that everything else is built on. So I'd like to hear from you. What do you believe are key strategies and or practical steps leaders can take to foster a culture of trust within their organization? I only have two things for this, and this is probably one of the number one questions that I get, and it's my same answer every time. Listen, and then take action with what you hear. And it won't work unless you do both. It is so simple, the act of creating a culture that honors your employees, but there's so much fear in our culture surrounding, well, what if I get it wrong? What if I don't do the right thing? What if they judge me for having made this decision? And here's the thing. As somebody that has been through harassment at work, who's heard multiple stories, most of your employees don't want to get back at you. They don't want to get revenge. They don't want to get even. They don't want to get paid. They just want to be heard, seen, and they want to go back to the way that it was. So the best way that you can establish trust is to take that step that's a little vulnerable and say, what do you need? Truly, what do you need? What would make your life better so that you could come to work fully? But the key piece of that, you can ask all day long. If you receive that information, that is a gift. And it is now your choice as a leader, but also your obligation to do something with it. Listen and take action. I love it. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Of course. Thank you for having the conversation. I'm so excited that you came on with me today and we had we we, get, we had some ups and downs, but I think that we've touched on a lot of really important topics today and I appreciate you being with me today. Thanks for being real. Thank you for being, for allowing this to happen because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community. Thanks so much for listening today. There are so many great things about our modern world, but the people in it should be at the top of that list. Taking a genuine interest in your family, friends, neighbors, and even strangers is one of the most rewarding decisions you can make for yourself and those around you that you choose to serve. If you enjoyed this episode of Serving the Community, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this episode and be sure to share with your connections. You can also find out more about what I'm up to at trishastutzel.com. Thank you for listening to Serving the Community Podcast. We hope you will take a minute to like, share, or subscribe to our channel and invite your connections to listen as well. 
Take action personally and professionally. Do the thing, do it now. Don't let later become never. Build your business and serve the community.